Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hits. And according to yesterday's paper, the Irish Independent, more than 111 million in welfare overpayments were uncovered last year, including one case where a person received almost €360,000 they were not entitled to. In other words, they'd scammed it. The Department of Social Protection said there had been 71,121 cases, that's a lot, discovered in 2022 in one year. 71,000 cases of people that had received money that they're not entitled to. The overpayment total was 111,000. That's only the people they caught. Okay? So it works out at an average of around 1,570 per person per case. Now, they, you could estimate that probably a multiple of that is what's happening because obviously you don't catch everybody. You only catch maybe one in every five or six or ten. I don't know what the, what the actual figure is if they've ever tried to estimate it. I don't think you could ever estimate it, to be honest with you. Social welfare fraud is the biggest form of fraud in the country, without a shadow of a doubt. It's the main form of fraud in the country because the social welfare system relies on your honesty. There were at least ten cases involving sums greater than 200,000, according to figures released under the Freedom of Information. Another person wrongly received 299,000 job seekers allowance, while similar cases were valued at 282,000. This is all for individual cases. Incorrect one-parent family payments were worth 262,000, were made in one case uncovered by the department last year. There was also uh, 229,000 overpayment in illness benefit and 228,000 overpayment in non-contributory state pensions. The department said these figures were generally involved irregular payments over a number of years. Uh, also, the single parent family payment was in there as well, which is people who are claiming a single parent family payment but living with their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever it happens to be. In other words, cohabiting. If you're cohabiting, you're not entitled to the payment because you, well, you may be entitled to the payment depending on what your partner actually earns. Of course, the infamous 2017 campaign fronted by Leo Varadkar claimed welfare cheats cheat us all and trumpeted that the anti-fraud measures within the department created 500 million in savings every year. That's not including the black economy, which is a loss of revenue estimated at between 3 and 4 billion. But of course, that didn't go down well with the general public when Leah was standing there holding that sign saying, cheats, cheat us all. But it is the truth. They cheat us all because what happens is that's your money. That's the money you pay in tax every year. And the reason that the dole payment is 220 is is because we have so much fraud. If there wasn't that much fraud, they could probably afford to pay a little bit more to those who genuinely actually need it. The argument is to defend those people who do it. And I spoke recently to a gentleman on the air who told me that he was working, not paying tax, working in construction, getting cash, claiming the dole, getting his council house for 27 quid a week, and getting all the grants and everything, the medical card that goes along with it. He said it was worth 700 quid a week to him. He said the reason is because he couldn't live on the dole for 220. And he also couldn't live on the wages that he gets four days a week in construction. So he needs both to live. I can see the argument, but it's still illegal. So here's the question. If you knew somebody was wholesale breaking the law, would you report them? Now, I am not talking about the guy that cuts to cut your grass on a Saturday afternoon for 15 quid. He's hardly going to give you an invoice. We all know he's not paying tax. Or the lad that might come to fix your boiler for 60 quid. Most of the time, of course, you're giving him cash. He's not paying tax on that, generally speaking, if he's doing a nixer outside of work hours. So we're not talking about the people doing the odd nixer, because I'll tell you why. 
as much as that's technically illegal, as far as the revenue commissioner is concerned, you're meant to, you know, you're meant to declare all your income, even if you are just cutting the grass for fifteen quid. You're meant to declare it. You're actually meant to declare tips if you work in a restaurant, but most people don't. Um, well, I don't think anybody actually does. I don't think the revenue probably expects people to do that. But here we go. The thing about it is, that's part of the black economy. And the black economy, as I said, is worth three to four billion a year, which is vital for the economy, the cash economy. I would hate to see that go away. What we're talking about is somebody who is claiming a benefit. And like, I'll give you an example. You got a single parent claiming a single parent allowance or claiming they're a single parent and claiming for their children and claiming a council house. Meanwhile, their boyfriend is working with them. He's working on the side for cash and he's also claiming the dough. They're all living in the one household. All that income comes into the one house. It could be worth a tidy sum. It's all taxpayers' money and there's fraud going on. It's all illegal because that arrangement is illegal because if you have somebody living with you, you're supposed to declare the income as a joint income for the family. That's all illegal. That whole setup happens wholesale across the country. If you knew that was happening and you're working hard, you and your missus are out working every day, you can't afford to go on a holiday and you watch somebody else, which we get, you know, stories every day and again, that people, you know, are on the dole and they're going away into Spain and Florida and all sorts of places because they're working on the side or doing nails or something on the side. Would you be pissed off and would you report them? The number's 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. Would you report a dole fraud or dole cheat? Let me go to Ross. Ross, hi. Well, Lyle, how are you going? Good. Nice to talk to you, Ross. Now, Ross, would you report somebody? No. No? No, I wouldn't. Um, And Okay, all right. A couple of points there, all right. A lot of people will disagree with this. Uh, I'll be straight up with you because this is a pure Irish thing. It depends on the person if they're an arsehole and they're cocky and they're rubbing it in people's faces and they're a horrible, evil, mean person. Well, then, yeah. I'd make sure and tell a gossiper what they're doing, but I actually won't do it. I'll let the gossiper spread the word around and let the social welfare come after him. But no, I wouldn't. Not a hope. It's not my business. And you're saying that... Yeah, yeah well, it is your business. Well, the people working, uh, it's coming out of our tax money, yeah? All this fraud. Yeah, yeah. So it is your business. Yeah, but, it's your civic... Yeah, they say it's your civic duty, isn't it? Allegedly. Yeah, yeah but the, the thing is, Niall, yeah, just... Look at it from my perspective, okay? Myself and my wife are working and we're paying tax. If there was absolutely zero social welfare fraud in the country, okay, the government are going to take the tax anyway and do something else with it. Probably. Yeah, but but they might put more into education. They might put more into mental health services. They might put more into the roads. You know, call a spade a spade. They will in their... They will in their (laughs) hole do... The council... You always know roads are fucking closed. All sorry, roads are closed all over the country when the council's budget is running out for the year. They need to use up the money and they're resurfacing roads that don't need to be resurfaced. You know, it's a pure. There's nothing. Yeah, this social welfare fraud, and you said as well, the black economy. It's worth a lot of money. It is, and I can understand people claiming the dole, like and working. The cost of living is so high. People have to. If the government done something to help the cost of living, people wouldn't feel the need to... I, I mean, I, I, you know, don't get me wrong. No, that's, that's if somebody's on minimum wage, I, I absolutely... And over the years, my view has changed somewhat. When I, when I see somebody working hard a 40-hour week, you know, for 500 quid on minimum wage or 400 quid... 40-hour week? Yeah, on minimum <laughs> oh wage. Oh, my God. A 40-hour week is not... I 40 hours done by Wednesday oh, in yeah. the truck. 
I am. Well, look, no, no, what, I'm sa- what I'm saying to you is when I see somebody doing minimum wage 40 hour a week, right? And, you know, they're working hard for that minimum wage. It, it actually upsets me because I think it's practically slave labor, right? So, you know, I, I'm not saying I understand the reason. Well, I do understand the reason why they might claim, try and claim the dole at the same time. But I don't believe it's right. But I do understand why they're doing it because you couldn't survive on four or 500 quid in this country. You could, just couldn't. A hundred percent you can't. Now, myself and the wife are renting, okay? She's working, I'm working, okay? We've one, we've two cars. One car is insured vintage and classic because we can't afford two cars and that's the crux of it and we're both working. The cost of living and insurance has gone too high. I'm driving a 25-year-old car around the place. Now, it's great, it's reliable. What is Andy it? What is it? Spare, what is it? Nissan Primera. 20, it's 25 years old, is it? Well, uh, twenty-three and a half years old. So the car, yeah. what's the car tax? Fifty quid because it's classic car. No, no, it's fifty quid in a year and a half time. It's still seven hundred and ten for the year. Push. Oh Jesus! It's, that's worth, that's worth more than the car. No, it's not. How much is the Premier worth? Uh, I was offered four thousand euro for it, and I would not take it. Right. Okay. Okay. I didn't think it was worth that much. Yeah, sure. They're, lads are going mad for all these uh, old Japanese cars now. So, yeah. And my mother, my mother bought it brand new in 95, so there's only like four owners on it from you. Right. My mother, my two sisters and me. But that's what I'm saying. I would love to sell that, but I'm not going to get anything as reliable for four grand. And the way it is with the insurance, we have um, our main car, uh, which is not, not in fancy. It's an E-Class. It's an old E-Class Mercedes. We've that. And for me... To have that and the Primera insured at seven hundred and sixty euro for the two of them. For me to get rid of the Primera and get a, a middle of the road car, you know something up the years, you know. Yeah. Um, it's going to cost fourteen hundred euro. Jeez, Eamon Ryan, listen, if Eamon Ryan's listening to you tonight, he'd be shitting himself. No, it's absolutely, <laughs> but it's absolutely ridiculous. The cost of living and the cost of insurance, and I can understand why some guy now he's in a council house. Like his rent is what twenty seven euro a week. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I can understand. Yeah, that would. That would really piss someone off, you know, because like... Well, particularly if you were living next door to him and you were paying a mortgage of 1,600 quid for the same house. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. A rent, like, like rent... Uh, our rent is um, is a 1,000 plus. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's just... I can understand people doing it, but... Uh, yeah. The cost of but you, but so the bottom line, bottom line is you wouldn't snitch. You'd never snitch. No. No, I okay. wouldn't actually. No, oh, okay. Well well, 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 hang on, David. Hi, how you doing, David? Would you snitch? No, I wouldn't. I actually was in the situation where I was um, I was with the Blackwater Avondale Blackwater Partnership, which is like one of these force deals where okay. you're you're signed on as unemployed, and uh, one of my co-force Avondale Blackwater chaps was a, a very very good. He worked in a very lucrative cash economy or cash business. Yeah. yeah. And he was doing he was doing his twenty hours a week on his force, um, and if you want to employ him in his professional side, you wouldn't get him booked for nine months. That's how busy he was. Okay. He was driving he was driving around in and well he would be in a two one two a two two car currently. Yeah. Um, and he gets a new car every year, so his force overseer would be perfectly well aware of this on a weekly basis when they turn up and see him in his vehicle. They know how many holidays, overseas holidays he takes a year. So they are, mm. they are actually in alignment, alignment with it. Yet again, there's uh, another lad I know who's got very little 
Um, he did the, he was doing gardens for 15 quid on a Saturday afternoon on, on his dole. And he got, he got um, somebody in the dobbed him in. Now, what I, I like you know what? Bring... I'd feel bad for a fellow like him who was cutting a few, you know, gardens at the weekend to make a few extra yeah, quid. Yeah. I'd feel bad. What I would, what I'd like to bring in is that um, I'm aware of an ESB engineer who are exceedingly well paid. Mm-hmm. They running around in an ESB van for about four days a week doing ESB business, and he then goes off off the uh, reservation and pulls a foxer. Pulls now, a what? Pulls a what? A foxer. What's he, that? he does a he does a job um, on the quiet. Oh, okay. Fo- foxer is an English word for nixer. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, right. I didn't know there that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, now, David. <laughs> okay, well, David. I've no see. I've no problem with people doing nixers. Nixers, as I said earlier on, is part of the black economy. You're joking me. You're joking me. He's using ESB gear. But if he's using the gear now, if he's robbing gear, that's different, right? Okay, I don't, I don't mind him using the van. Well, to, to to do it in to do what he's doing, he must have the um, overseers agreement. So the overseers are on the take as well. Yeah. So well, now, we, well, if he's using equipment and using materials that taxpayers are paying for through the ESB, well, then that's wrong. I don't mind him using the van if he needs to use the van for a bit of nixer on the side. It's, but I mean, as I said, the black economy is important. I, I don't want to see a day where the lad that comes to fix your dishwasher has to, you know, is forced to give you an invoice and you have to pay him tax and VAT and everything else and should double the price. You know, I mean, I, I, I get that it's wrong. The revenue will tell you that you're supposed to pay tax and all of that money. But if a guy is working, paying his taxes, and he's going out and doing a couple of jobs, you know, during the week to make an extra 50, 60 quid, you know, to provide a holiday for the family, I don't see an issue with that. What we're talking about here is wholesale fraud of claiming a welfare. So in other words, claiming taxpayers' money and welfare and also working on the side as well and not paying any tax. So you're robbing everybody. Oh, sorry, David. I lost David there for a second. Are you there? David, are you gone? Oh. Sorry, yeah. No, thank you. Um, no, well, these guys, they're doing, they're, they're pulling these foxes. They're, they're pulling their salary. They're getting the cash in the back pocket for the foxes. The, and these, this is, this is, we're not talking sort of what you, you're, the sort of four billion that you're talking about with with um, people on the dole, these are these would be multi thousand dollar contracts. Right. Okay. These guys, are, these guys are pulling. You know, the, the, what the legitimate, well, I say the legitimate, what the, the fully employed people like this are doing is way in about in excess of of what the. Mm. the and would you, you would you would you ever consider dabbing them in? No. No. It, well, okay, I but think. if you thought somebody was doing that and also on the side they were claiming the full dole as well and getting a council house maybe. I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not dobbing in your, your, your ESB engineer because I, I know what my, my, um, the, the mother of my daughter, mm. it's one of her cousins. Okay, um, well, well <laughs> either way, the, the point I'm making is if you knew somebody was claiming a welfare payment, yeah. would you dob them in? No, because you know you, you, everything that's going on in, in it's, uh, there's, a, there's a bit of a history. I think going back, yonks. If you look at what went on down at Spike Island, um, the only reason all the and it's uh, <laughs> the, the, the the only reason nobody dobs anything anybody in on on what was going on on Spike Island with the Irish Steel and all the rest of it was because that everybody was on their own 
scam. Mm. So and the whole the whole place the whole place folded because yeah. of the weight of scams that was that was robbing it rotten. But if but if everybody did their civic duty, you know, yeah, well, that, allegedly it's our civic duty to dob people in. If everybody did that, it would be a better place, allegedly, for everybody. Well, it'd be nice if they started at the politicians. Well, you know, and and now we get into what aboutery, you know what I mean? And I and I no, get no, that. No, yeah, sorry about that. But no, 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 that's okay. It's okay, but because I understand me, that, it makes me laugh when when Varadkar stands up and saying they're robbing from all of us. And that's that's the biggest thief I've ever come I've ever seen. Well, yeah. well, you mightn't think that he's worth the money he's getting. All right, that's fair enough. Uh, well, well Bertie Ahern, not having a bank account. Yeah, well, I know. Well, politicians have you know have been dishonest throughout the years. Uh, well, let me go to Dave. Dave, how you doing? What's the crack? What's the crack, Dave? How are you, Dave? Would you Hi. snitch on somebody? Ross said no, absolutely not, and he's well aware of probably people that do it. So David is well aware as well of people that are on the take, and he wouldn't dab them in either. Uh, no, no, I wouldn't. No, I, I don't believe in doing the stage job for them. Thanks very much. You don't believe in doing the stage job for them? No, it's, it's, it's their job to, to root out cheats. It's their job to root out people who are scamming the system. So if they have such an issue, would it reform the system? Well, you know, if, it's, if, it's, if it's so easy to screw the system, then reform it. The system, the social welfare system and the revenue system relies mainly on honesty. Now, there is ways okay. of catching people, but it does rely, rely on your honesty. Niall, it does Niall most, most, you, Yeah, sorry, Ross. What are you trying to say? I, I tell you, the system, all right, and the two boys that are on there, 100%, and you're 100%, why are you doing the state's work? The system, social welfare system, is, is a shambles. As long as I'm, as long as I'm working, if they ever started working. It's, it's always been a shambles. Yeah, you I know. You go into the social welfare with a vis vest, a hard hat on, and a consa on your shoulder, and sign <laughs> on, and no one would question you. And I've done yeah. your I, I have, yeah. lads, I've seen that. The funniest thing I've ever seen. The only time in my life I was in a, what they used to call a labour exchange. I was 19 oh, years yeah. of age, and I was out of work in between two jobs. And I went in to see if I could get any money. Now, in the end, they only offered me seven quid because my dad worked in the airport and he had a good job, right? So they only offered me seven quid. But sure, look, hey, it was 30 years or more, 40 years ago. Was it 40 years ago? It must be nearly, yeah. And seven quid was all right, right? So I went in and I'm standing there in the queue. So you went to the first queue and you got your sheet of paper and then you went to another queue and you collect your money, right? And as I'm standing in the queue, this fella runs in the door and he had a Pony Express bib on him and a walkie-talkie and his motorbike <laughs> helmet in his hand. And everybody kind of just looked at him. And then he looked at himself and he went, shit. And he ran back out the door again and took it all off, which was the funniest thing I've ever seen. But I, I remember, here's another thing. I remember at the time I was working as a DJ uh, doing 21sts. And I was standing in the queue. I think I was on it for about two or three weeks at the very most. And I was standing in the queue and this girl called me over. I was at the end of the queue and she went, she was behind the counter. And I went, like me, you know, and I went, shit, you know. So I went over anyway and she said, you're the DJ out in the country club there in Port Marnock, aren't you? Now, this is 40 years ago, by the way, lads. And I went, yeah, that's, no, no, actually, that's, no, I was just filling in that night for a friend of mine. I said, and she goes, she says, I don't give a shite. My sister's having a 21st there next week. Will you make sure you're doing it because you're really good? And she said, give me your sheet and I'll fill it in for you. <laughs> but I, it I just goes, that, but I, don't, I think that's no, changed. That, it was very apathetic in those days. I think it's a lot different now. It, it's, it, it's, you know, the social welfare system, if you're in the system, um, 
you probably have an easier chance to screw it. But trying to get your foot in the door, like the people who are screwing it now are probably the same people who've been screwing it for the last probably 10 plus years. If you try to do it nowadays, it's a lot harder because most social welfare payments are linked to revenue. You know, and if the revenue come after you, you're screwed, basically. But like, it's not just so people on social welfare that are screwing the system. Everybody is doing it from top to middle to bottom, business owners, like uh, farmers and people who own factories to get away from the tax man every year, they buy, they buy new machines or they put down heaps of concrete. Yeah, but so that's, they, that's know, tax avoidance. That's not illegal. That's tax avoidance. Yeah. I, it's, yeah, but still, it's, this, it's still in the same vein as some lad who's you know, claiming the dolls. Nah, it's and, not. You know, it's not. I, no, no, do you know why it's not? It's because like those people are business owners. And no, because it's legal. And no, because it's legal. Money. Because it's legal to do uh, that. It's not illegal but it to shouldn't, do it. Yeah, but, but it. Yeah, but it's still dishonesty. It's still dishonest in the same yeah, way. But in, yeah, but impossible to prove. For the revenue to turn around and say, you didn't really need a new machine. You know what I mean? But see, there, yeah, but see, there you go. But that's the way the system is stacked. And I guarantee if you start at the very top in this country and went through everything, with a fine tooth comb, particularly the public service, you would see a hell of a lot more going on. Uh, okay, but so, okay. Well, then let me ask you a question. So you're, I don't know, do you pay rent, Dave, or you own your house? Mortgage? I own my house. Okay, have you got a mortgage? Uh, uh, no, I, I inherited it. So. Oh, okay, look at you. It is, Ross. Uh, it's well, well, well able well, for him. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say well, that, Niall. He probably had to pay a pile of inheritance tax. Maybe, yeah. I, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd pay my dues, and I also had to, to watch my mother, like, you know, slowly die from cancer ah, for six stop, months. Ah, stop, Dave. So now you're just trying to make me feel bad now for asking well, the question. Well, yeah, but like, you know, that's, that's, that's like, the, you know when you were in school and the kid said something about your mother, and even if she wasn't dead, you turn around and you go, me ma's dead. That, that's yeah, you're, you're doing the ma's it, dead it, thing it, to me. It, it, but it's, yeah, but it, yeah, because it's still not how like you want to come into home ownership. Like, it's all right, okay, but the, okay. The point I'm making is right. Let's say you're busting your chops and you're paying a mortgage for sixteen hundred quid, and Mary next door mm-hmm. moves in. The council give her a house exactly the same as yours in a nice estate for twenty six quid a week, right? And she has Darden, who's her boyfriend, living with her, which she's not declaring, and he's claiming the dole, and he's working on the side as a paint and decorator as well. And they're heading off on holidays two and three times a year because they've any amount of different types of earnings coming into the house. She's doing nails and ta- false tans and all sorts of things. And you're busting your chops, paying all your taxes. You can't even afford the, the, the you know the food on the table. Right, that's, that pisses that's people off. Right, of course it pisses people off. But do you, but you even understand how you you put that? You said Mary moved in next door and then Darby. Do you see what I mean? Like <laughs> this, this perception of the. I could have said Johnner. I could have said Johnner. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I we well, see there we go. We're going like it. Then it immediately becomes a class issue. You know, like we. But it, we but it is time, a class issue, isn't it? Yeah, but come here. But come here. We spend more time talking about like the people who screw social welfare, which fine. Everybody will admit it's wrong. Okay. But you hear less time talking about the people who completely fucked their economy there right before the recession and received no repercussions. What did some of them get? Well, it was a community service. And people and lost a bonus. their lives. Yeah. They lost their houses. And they're still... They're still and I, and their, I agree with you, but then life. what happens is we get into, as I said earlier on to David, we get into what about her? What there about this? There's no way you can have this conversation without having what about her? The reason most people wouldn't stitch on someone... It's because there's probably like a slight bit of a Robin Hood mentality here going on. Do you know what I mean? They're seeing other working class people who get screwed by the system, screwing the system right back. And there's a small part of them that's like, do you know what? Here, folks, check. Do you know? Here's like, the perspective. Like, you can, go on, Ross. You can agree or disagree with this. You dobbing someone in or snitching on them, okay, with the cost of living, and it's in the radio and the papers every day, 
every week there's you could be getting someone from keeping their head above water to death and they go and kill themselves and that's another thing as well because the cost of everything is so high and within a month in this country you can go from your head above water to homeless and in debt within less than a month I know there was a recent research there one in four people are one pay packet away from poverty yeah yeah and you could you snitching on someone could be their demise and do you know what it's, a, it's such an Irish thing to rat the neighbour out. You see someone doing well or you see someone who's doing slightly better than you, whether it's above board or not above board, the scowling and the bitching that goes on, it, it just it does my head in. And that, would you agree with that, that you could be, you ratting them out, could be the finish of them? No, no, okay, I get you. No, I'm taking that point on board. Let me, hang on, let me just go to John. Hang on. John, how you doing? How are you? Hey, John, now you're a mechanic. I'm a mechanic. Oh, God, right. I agree with the last fella that was just on there. I'm absolutely sick of people like that. What sour fuckers? That English fella, I'm sorry, nothing against English people around, but oh, my God, mate, you are sour. What's his problem? A fella goes to work all day and then does an Ixar that he's trained to do, like... He's trying to make an extra... Yeah, but I, think, no, but I think, now in fairness, I don't mind, I said I didn't mind him using the ESP van. What, but if he's what, using, what, but hang on, but if he's using the equipment, and if he's not the equipment, if he's using the raw materials that are paid for by the ESP, well, then he's stealing as well. Well, so you, you, you can't be, you won't be able to do that, like, go down with a big roll of pipe, a big 10 <laughs> metres of pipe and run it through someone's house. They must use a little bit extra from a job. Like mm. me, it's like, it's like me if I had a bit of leftover oil from someone's service, I'd use it to top up my car. I know that's I don't work for the government, I know. But like you're strangled in every way, shape or form by taxation and cost of living and everything. How can people be sour? Look, I we all know someone that has a, a, a gas that's paid for by the council or what have you, I get this and that. Fair play to them. Mm. Fair play to them. Yeah, well, again, I'm not talking about nixers, and I know mechanics are well known for their nixers, of course, because everybody has a friend who's a mechanic and they come around yeah, to the house and do a job for you. Saying, pulling off a fox star, as if you're doing something wrong. You're not doing anything wrong. I don't. I, don't I, mean, I, I think. I think Nixers or Foxers, as he called them. I'd never heard the word Foxer before until now. Uh, Nixers, I think, is something that we accept as part of the economy, and I think the government even and the revenue accept that people do Nixers. It's not. You're not supposed to do it, but but we all accept it happens because the black economy is important. It reminded me of that little story that you did there last week with the fifty quid that went around. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The fifty quid story. Did you like that story? It's a good story, isn't it? Kind of back to that, you know that kind of. How many people have you told that story to? By the way, how many people have you told that story to? I haven't said anybody. I haven't actually. And usually, usually I spread the word. I haven't said anything about that. Um, That that story on the podcast. I'd love to hear that story. It's, I, I'm not going to tell it. It's actually a very quick story, but I'm not going to tell it again. People, uh, when, yeah, I said it, when I said it last week, week, we got a, the amount of texts go, Will you ask Noel to say that story again? It's about how yeah. the economy works. Uh, it's, uh, a, it's, it's a really simple story about how the economy works. Do you want me to tell the story see. again? Well, let John finish there. John, I, I was actually enjoying listening to John. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> and I've got to get John's number after the show in case I have problems with me car. He'll fix it for me. But go on, go on. <laughs> well, I can't do an extra for you now. Well, I have to be done through above board. Ah, Amazon, yeah. Amazon vouchers <laughs> only. No, look, no, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say, if it, if it wasn't for things like, look, look, we're getting to a different kind of picture. Why be annoyed at your neighbour or whatever that, that, that gets a bit of a benefit here and there when there's people that aren't even I'm not you know what I'm going to say next there's people that aren't even from or getting more 
stand. Like, I am crippled with tax. If I show, like, I am crippled with tax. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. No, and, I know, I know. Like, it's just the way it is. And you just you can't, like, it's just, if you can if you can do it, do it. The government's argument is, right? Here's the government's argue, argument. And it is it, it, uh, to find no one else. Okay, but if you're walking down the road and you see a fella climbing in your neighbour's window, right? Yeah. And you know they're away on holidays. Would you ring the guards? No, I'd pull them out of the window. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. okay, but most people say, <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Of course, you'd ring the guards. So the yeah, government's argument is yeah, that, yeah. that fraud is theft and you're stealing from people. So why wouldn't you ring the, the guards with the social welfare? But I would ring the guards, right? I would, right? But it's a different, that's very, that's Noel, breaking into someone's house is very personal. Uh, like people, like the, the the government and the the, the social welfare are leaving their hands out to be slapped. That like it's it's easy for people to, to scam off them. So it is what it is, and it's down to them to chase it, not down for people to rat them out. But they, yeah, but they'd never have enough money, you know. And I say this to both Dave and Ross as well. If you were to employ enough mo- enough people to catch everybody who was scamming the system and the social welfare, sure, it wouldn't be worth catching them then because you'd spend so it's much money on administration. Yeah, yeah. The money you, you, don't need, you don't need the extra money. You know? Niall, in all fairness, they're not really worked to the bone now in fairness. They started at <laughs> nine to finish at four. Come on. And, they go, and they're off for their break between 12 and two. Yeah, I know. I actually, I was looking for a spokesperson from one government department there about two weeks ago for the show. And I rang up for this particular person. And their department was opened at 10 o'clock, closed at 12, opened at two and closed at four. <laughs> and I said, there's not a lot of work being done in that place. I can say that. Like. Well, I, I don't know much money they're on, but but still, it's a civil, it's a job for life, isn't it? Civil service, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should be dabbing them job, in as well. It's a job for life. It's a job for life. You don't have to work particularly hard, and there's a nice big fat pension for you at the end of it. So, mm, yeah, there's, there's enough people working in the civil service. Yeah, there's six well, six hundred thousand people working in the civil service in Ireland. And you're, and you're telling me they need more to catch social welfare chief. Come on, like it's, it's, it's not down to lack. Yeah, of but I'm, I'm looking at the figures in the Irish Independent yesterday. Like one person alone received three hundred and sixty thousand they shouldn't have received. Yeah, but that was three hundred sixty thousand. that's over time, I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's over a period of what? Probably 10 or 15 years. Well, I, well, I don't know. I don't know. And they, they, they probably knew someone working in the office and all of a sudden that person's retired and there's no repercussions. So they're caught now. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and, and all, but they, what they do in those cases is they just the take back a certain the amount. The corruption in the social welfare system is, is the same as every system in, in Ireland. The corruption But that doesn't make it right. Yeah, but sure. Like, like I said, it's, like, like, it's, how, it's only fair. It, it, it's, 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 we're kind of saying it almost like you know the retail sector when you open a big store like Penny's for example right or Harvey Norman's or whatever it is you allow a certain amount every year for theft so you'll allow 4 million for theft well you shouldn't have to allow 4 million for theft because people shouldn't be stealing do you understand what I'm saying the same way as the welfare yeah, obviously allow a certain amount of money for fraud every year yeah but there's no system in the world that's completely infallible like they're created by people and Human beings are fantastic at finding flaws in systems and then exploiting them. You're never yeah. going to have a system that's 100% unscrewable. Mm. Yeah. I guess. And there's a big sound the Irish will find us. Yeah. By the way, John, actually, by the way, John, see what you started now. The text in now want to hear the story now. See you know what I mean? See what you started there now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, listen, it's not going to tell itself. It's not what? It's not going to tell itself. Well, okay, well, I, I'll tell the story. Yeah, have I got time Go before on. the news? Okay, here's the story. 
Dave, you probably heard this story before. This said the economy works. So numerous times. Have you? Uh, yeah, no, no. Yours wasn't the first time. I've heard it before. Well, then you this tell us. You tell the story, Dave. Uh-huh. You tell the story. No, I don't have. I don't have the same dulcet tones as you have. I wouldn't take the take it away. I probably tell. I'm probably telling part of it wrong anyway. So this guy goes into a hotel and he says, to "The hotel owner, can I? Um, I want to book a room." And the hotel owner says, "Yeah, fifty quid, fifty quid." And he said, "What are the rooms like?" He said, "Oh, they're nice." He said, "Can I have a look?" And he says, "Yeah, sure." And he said, well, I'll, I'll go and have a look. And he says, yeah, but you need to leave me a deposit. You can't go and look without giving me a deposit. And he says, much deposit? He says, 50 quid. And he says, well, I'll give you the money back if you don't want to stay. And he says, okay. So he gives him the 50 quid and he goes upstairs to look at the room. So the hotel owner runs around the corner with the 50 quid to the barman where he had a party the night before. And he says, here's the 50 quid I owe you for the party. The barman says, fair play to you. Thanks very much indeed. The barman remembers that he owes the butcher money for the food for the party from the night before. So he runs into the butcher and he says, there's the 50 quid I owe you for the food for the bar, uh, for the party last night. The butcher goes, that's great. And then the butcher remembers, Jay's, I owe the insurance man money down the village. He runs down the village, gives the insurance man the money. There's the 50 quid, me Jews. And he says, that's great. Thanks very much indeed. We're all clear now. He says, yeah. Insurance man says, fuck, he said, that prostitute. Did I, did I just say that? That prostitute I was with last night. I never paid her. I told her I'd give her the money when I saw her. He runs around the corner, finds her hanging around the lane, gives her the 50 quid. And then she remembers, Jay's, I better pay the hotel owner. So she goes into the hotel and says, there's 50 quid for the room I had last night with one of my clients. The guy comes back down the stairs and says, I don't like the room. And he says, no problem, there's your 50 quid back. There you go. So he gives him back his 50 quid and every debt in the town has just been paid and no money has changed hands. There you go. Very good, now. That's interesting. It is, isn't it? That's, well, that's the way the economy works. It's a money go around. In other words, that's the 50 it. quid is still there, but every debt has just been paid. Lads, I have to no, go into the, the news. People... Go on. What'd you say, Dave? No, I was just going to say, so in a sense, people are screwing social welfare. They're still putting that money back into the economy. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Ireland's classic hit.